And the parades start rolling tonight. It's nonstop parading through Mardi Gras Day. I'm Scoot on the air. Glad you're with us. Wednesday afternoon, really a partly cloudy, nice-looking Wednesday afternoon. Temperature is very, very pleasant. Yeah, you might need a light jacket or sweater as you head to the parades tonight. Uh, rolling tonight on the West Bank, it's the uh, the crew of Nandi starting at 6 o'clock at La Palco, uh, very close to uh, Westwood Drive, uh, going to Ames and then ending uh, at Barataria, and then Uptown, taking the traditional Uptown route, starting at uh, Magazine and Jefferson. It's the crew of Druids at 6.15, and following that, the Mystic Crew of Knicks. That's a fun parade. 7 o'clock tonight. So... If you're going out, the weather's going to be just uh, just awesome for it. Uh, still trending on our website, www.com. It's also on my Facebook page, Scoot on the Air. The truth is inconvenient to the border crisis debate. There's some truth about the border crisis debate that is inconvenient because a lot of people don't really want to hear about the truth. Anyway, you, you can check that out. It's on our website. It's also on the Scoot on the Air Facebook page. In fact, uh, later in the show, I'll read some of the comments from the uh, the, the Facebook page where you could uh, make your post comments. And uh, if you haven't joined me on Facebook, I hope you will. It's an extension of the show and a chance to comment on some of the things that we comment. And I, I try to do something almost every day on the, uh, on, the, on the Facebook page. Also, there's Scoot on the Air Instagram. Haven't been active on that recently, but I'll, I'll get back to that. So I hope you will become part of uh, both of those, uh, Instagram and, uh, and Facebook. of workers over the age of 50 say age discrimination is common at work. And we're going to talk about some of the stats concerning that. And as I mentioned last hour, former President Donald Trump is urging people to give Bud Light a second chance. Are you now going to start drinking Bud Light? And if you do, think about what that says. You must like Bud Light. You drank it at one point. You stopped drinking it because they reached out to this trans influencer. But if former President Trump says, oh, let's give him a second chance. It's okay to drink Bud Light. Are you going to drink Bud Light? So in other words, you you wouldn't have enough confidence to make the decision yourself. You would wait for somebody else to tell you it's okay to drink Bud Light. I I just, you know, I, I think that's a reminder of where we are in America. And also, there's a survey showing that a lot of people in this country feel like um, the conversations and the debates about politics has gotten even worse over the last several years. And who could disagree with that? You know, we hear it on this show all the time. Why does it why does it come down to this? Why have, have political debates become so hateful? Now, look, people uh, who listen to this show do love the show. And a lot of people, a lot of people agree with me. But some of the emails and some of the text messages that we get, some of the phone calls we get, indicate that a lot of people don't agree. They're listening every day, but they, they don't agree. It's not that they don't agree, because sometimes we have some, some really nice, intelligent conversations where there's disagreement. But sometimes it just gets really ugly. Why is that? Why do you hate somebody's opinion that's different from yours? And, and why do so many people act like, act like it, it, it's, um, it's just wrong to have a different opinion on the radio? What I do on this show is no different from what Sean Hannity does. 
No different. There's, there's no difference whatsoever. The only difference is a political point of view. And I respect the Constitution, so all of that is appropriate. It's appropriate to disagree. This country was founded on, on disagreement. There was at, at some point there was consensus, but this country was founded on, on, on disagreement. And according to a new survey, 84% of Americans think political discussions have gotten worse in the last few years. Why, why, why is that? I mean, do we even want to talk about this? Why is it so hateful? I mean, I get a few, I get a few emails from a couple of regular people, and I, I just, I, I don't even read them. I just immediately delete them because they're nonsensical, because they're hateful. Because they don't, it's not that they disagree. It's they don't, they don't even respect that somebody else can have a different opinion. I mean, this is America. What is it that somebody doesn't understand about that? And we can disagree. But why does it come down to name calling? Why does it come down to just, you know, I mean, sometimes people get personal with me. That, that doesn't represent the majority of, of, of our listeners. You know, we've got a great audience. But the people who who complain, they sometimes are the loudest, which is why I want some of you to join me on my Facebook page and Instagram, because I want to counter to some of these boneheads who are are posting their their opinions. And and sometimes their opinions get ugly and they, they think you're not entitled to an opinion if it's different from theirs. And I'll give you a little history when it comes to the media in general. Um, conservative ideology does not own talk radio in America. You can have whatever opinion you want on talk radio in America. And that's backed up by the Constitution. Now, if you reject that, if you reject the Constitution, if you don't like it in America, you can leave. Or you can stay here and try and and, and make it better. But I, I saw this this morning before the show. And it just really resonated with me that uh, so many Americans think that just the, the, the tone of politics has changed. And it has. It's changed significantly. 78% say that political debate is becoming less fact-based over the last, the last several years. It's true. If I bring up a fact, if I'm having a conversation with somebody, if I bring up a fact, they know it's a fact, but they just change the subject then. And they go on to some other aspect of it. They know it's a fact, but they ignore the fact because the fact is not convenient to them. And I bring that up in the blog that I wrote, which is still, I think it's still on the front page of our, our website, www.com, and it's on my, my Facebook page. But I don't, you know, I don't care that we disagree. I think it's cool. I mean, I think it's really, I think it's great that, that you know, maybe you hear opinions that you don't always agree with. And this is part of the freedom that we have in America. But why is it so ugly? I think it's because people are taking politics way too personally. That politics has now become part of your being. Maybe not you, but, but a lot of people. Part of who you are. And so when, when somebody has a different opinion from yours, it's not just that they disagree with your opinion. They disagree with you. They've got a problem with you, and you feel like if somebody disagrees with, with, with you, that they're attacking you personally. Man, listen, when I leave this show, 
I don't I don't go around <laughs> I don't go around saying negative things about Trump. I don't go out of my way to say negative things about Trump. In fact, on this show quite often, I stay away from from saying negative things about Trump. We we address the things that we have to address. But I but I I would I'd rather not. And I know a lot of you love Donald Trump and that's okay. But what's not fair is that you reject the facts about Donald Trump. Accepting the facts and wanting to vote for him anyway, that's okay. But not even not even appreciating some of the facts or arguing the facts, that's that's the problem. But why why has politics become so personal to you that when somebody disagrees or when somebody expresses an opinion different from yours, you take it so personally that you go on this attack like they've attacked your children, that they've attacked your family, that you say ugly things. It, it gets it, it gets personal. I mean, I've I've had people bring up really personal things about me just because we disagree. That's not fair. That shouldn't be part of politics. All right, if you want to join us with a comment, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Uh, we've got a lot to, to cover this afternoon, but right now let's go to Ian because the text messages have been um, piling up. We are going to start with the uh, guilty verdict against Jennifer Crumbly. Here's a text that says, hey, Scoot, quick question. Couldn't they try both the mother, uh, the mother and dad together? Wouldn't it be more cost effective if together? Yeah, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so um, I, I don't know whether there uh, are, are legal um, reasons why that can't be done. You'd think that they could do it uh, together, but I maybe there's a legal reason why. And if somebody has the answer to that, you can certainly uh, call us. Total shot in the dark. Like you, I'm not a lawyer. I'm, I, we could just hazard a guess that they're not facing the exact same charge. Po- yes, possibly. You know, so yeah. that's, that's, that's probably... I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. It. Maybe the dad knew even more, or maybe the mom knew more. I, I you know, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, here's a text that says, "Just imagine if the parents of the teens who murdered Linda Fricky in that carjacking here in Nola went to trial. This case sets a precedent that all parents should fear." I agree. I totally agree. I mean, this should resonate. This should resonate across America. Uh, here's a text. Uh, this is from our friend Rusty. Rusty says, "Some of the best times I've ever had." On the weekend where Bacchus Bash and the Super Bowl are on the same day, like this weekend, uh, coming is because there's no matter no matter what. If it's raining, you're inside at the Metro listening to the best DJs in the city while watching the Super Bowl. So if anybody's looking for a fun, exciting place to be, Metro is the spot for the Bacchus Bash on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, Generations Hall. It's a free street party. Now you can buy buy, buy VIP passes, and you can you can go inside. There's an inside area, and you don't have to you don't have to v, have the VIP pass to go in, inside. So right there, Metro Generations Hall. I mean, that's a great place to get a get a beverage and you know and enjoy the game and, and DJs inside. And if it's not raining, go outside and hear the bands. Uh, here's a text that, oh, where did it go? Uh, here it is. Political discussions are worse these days because of the lack of respect people have for one another and everyone's yeah. opinions has to be right. If you don't agree with someone, whether they're a Republican or a Democrat, then you get attacked personally or you're a racist or a homophobe or a transphobe. I don't agree with Republicans. Well, then you're a communist or a snowflake or something yeah. along those lines. It all boils down to a lack of empathy, common decency and respect. I, I think that's all true. I, I think that's, that's very true. And, and really, the bottom line is that, that people are taking their politics so personally today that if somebody disagrees with your opinion, you think it's a personal attack on you when it's really not. 
Uh, here's a text that says, uh, today is the anniversary of the Saints' only Super Bowl victory. As a Saints fan, Tracy Porter's pick six is the most exciting play in Saints history, and Jim Henderson's radio broadcast account is the most exciting version. I, I agree. That was the moment. That was the moment that I knew the Saints were going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the moment. It was just such an epic moment, number 22, running with that ball. Man. It was uh, it was a, a great victory. And, you know, I think about this. Um, you know, let's not um, – Let's not be satisfied. As fans, let's not be satisfied with one Super Bowl. You know, there was a talk recently of trying to rename Champion Square to that one-time square. Uh, you know, we really shouldn't be satisfied with it. You think in Kansas City, look at all the times Kansas City's been to the Super Bowl. Why are they so much better than us? They are. Why are they so much better than us? You know, we should tr- we should strive to be the the absolute best and and I, I, I hope we do, but they're so much better than us that we need to strive to be that good. I'll leave you with this one. The reason we are having so many problems in the political spectrum is because of the corruption that is endorsed by the Antichrist spirit. And everybody needs to really be mindful of their messaging and their talk to promote Christ as the center focus. God bless New Orleans. Okay, if you're a Christian and if you believe that, then that's fine. That's your that that's your source. But there um, th- there can be other religions too, and 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 it, 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 you don't have to be a Christian to be a civil person. You don't have to be a Christian to understand that that debate can be can be civil. I like that text just because you know I'm thinking what are the answers like? Where what? Why is our politics? Is it is it the politicians? Is it the media? Is it the lack of empathy? And then just out of nowhere, off the top rope, nope, it's the Antichrist. Whoa, did not see that coming. If you want to join us, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Let's go to Mid-City. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, Scoot, it's always a pleasure. As far as this Bud Light stuff goes, uh, the big mistake they made was they, they marketed to a community of people, the LGBT community, who actually have good taste. And, uh, you know, everyone LGBTQ I know doesn't didn't want anything to do with them because they're just simply, you know, not considered to be good beer. And the the other part of the mistake was that they wound up alienating a clientele that has a bad taste, uh, my father-in-law included, unfortunately. Uh, and he, he stopped drinking uh, Bud Light, which I thought which I think is hilarious. Uh, and. They uh, now, if they want to go back to marketing towards their their bad taste clientele, <laughs> then those people should go ahead and, and start drinking it again. Because after all, if that's what they like and they don't drink it, they're doing themselves a disservice. You know, just like uh, I would be doing myself a disservice if I if I stopped drinking Warsteiner or Shiner or Abita or. Um, you know, Port Orleans, for example, you know? You know what? If I liked if I liked a beer and, and some company reached out to a trans influencer, I'm sorry, that's not gonna stop me from enjoying my favorite brand. So, so I, I really I don't under, understand that. But you know, I think that was a, a, an opportunity for people to feel like they were part of a movement, part of something bigger. You know, I think a lot of people are 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 insecure and subconsciously they they, they want to feel like they're part of change. And so by joining the, the boycott, they feel like they're part of something bigger than them. All right. Also, we're, we're talking about 90 percent of workers over the age of 50 say discrimination, age discrimination at work is a, is a common thing. 
So if you're uh, over 50, uh, do you feel like you experience age discrimination, discrimination against you? And, and what about all the, the talk about young generations? They don't have a strong work ethic. If you want to join us, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. I'm Scoot on the air. It's Wednesday afternoon. Parade's rolling tonight, and we'll be back on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I wonder if uh, if older prostitutes uh, feel this age discrimination. You know, you're an older prostitute and you know, they make fun of your age. And, you know, they always go for the younger prostitutes. I, I, I mean, I can see age discrimination in, in, in that case. I'm Scoot on the air, and uh, there's an, a new survey that shows that nearly 90% of uh, those over 50 believe that age discrimination uh, is a problem in the workplace. Uh, 64% say that older workers face age discrimination. And uh, 32% of the older workers said that they heard negative comments in the workplace about older co-workers' ages. So you make fun of the, the old, old people in the workplace? Yeah, he's so old, he, uh, or she's so old, she can't. I, do, I mean, do you hear that? But here's what I find interesting, all this criticism of older workers. What about all the criticism of, of younger generations? There are so many people who say, well, these younger generations, they don't have a strong work ethic. They're lazy. They only want to do the minimum. They, they, don't, uh, they don't want to go out of their way to do anything extra. And they all think that they should be paid more. Well, of course, everybody thinks they should be paid more. But do you think there's you know, age discrimination in your workplace? Well, I mean, obviously, in a, in a lot of cases, there is. Because there's a, a survey of HR, human resources um, departments, and they say that there's a there is a problem, and that they do notice that uh, quite often the older worker is is passed over when it comes to um, a raise, when it comes to a, a promotion. And um, they say that it's uh, it's not fair, but there there is a favoritism towards younger employees. So what are the problems with 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 older people? Well, uh, some of the older people don't understand technology. In fact, 49% say that there's a, there's a problem with older people and, and technology. I admit that sometimes I'm tech, technologically challenged. Sometimes I have to get a little help with that, but I mean, I'm willing to learn, so I'm going to you know, catch up with it and do what I, what I have to do. The other thing is, is that, that a lot of older people don't like new ways of doing things. They want to stick to the old way of doing stuff. If you're older and you're in the workplace, you've got to change. You know, you can't just say, well, this is the way we used to do it. I mean, that's, that's bogus. That is a bogus argument. you got to do it the new way. And, and why wouldn't you want to learn a new way? You know, a lot of the, the new ways of doing things are, are better than, than the old ways. Uh, also, uh, 48% say that, uh, that older workers are stubborn or grumpy. Grumpy? You know, I, I guess there are, you know, like some, you know, people who are older and, you know, maybe they're a little jaded. They've, they've you know, been doing it a long time and they're, they're jaded, stubborn and, and, and grumpy. I mean, you can't be that way. You've got to match the enthusiasm of, of, of the younger workers. 
Now, if you're a younger worker, uh, do you feel like uh, you have a bad attitude toward work? I mean, I know millennials. I know Xers that have a great attitude toward work. They apply themselves. They've got strong work ethic. So there are going to be some who are lazy. I mean, I see a lot of millennials and Xers uh, in, in retail when I'm, I, I, I go to the stores. I see a lot of apathy. I'll never understand why it's allowed for a, uh, a cashier to be on their phone while they're checking me out. I mean, they're having a full conversation. You know, they've got the earpiece in. They're having a full conversation. I mean, it's not that I want to get to know them. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of selfish on my part, but I, yeah, I, just, I, I just feel like if, if somebody is in, in a retail situation, they, they should be focused on you. I mean, not that I want a bunch of personal questions asked or anything like that, but they should, they should be focused on you. But, but, but they're not. That, now, that's not something that older workers would, would do. Older workers wouldn't do that. But uh, younger workers are, are more, um, are more uh, infatuated with their, with, with their phone and their ability to, to be on the phone with anybody while they're working. I mean, my God, man, when we were working, when we first started working, I mean, we, we worked and, and there were no, no phones. We had, uh, our only choice was, was to work. Now you can actually do your job and be talking to, to family and friends at, at the same time. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Okinawa Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Let's go to Chunky Uptown. Hey, Chunky, welcome to the show. Always good to listen to you. Uh, I, I just had to chuckle this morning. That I saw that, um, uh, what's her name, uh, Nikki Haley somehow lost the uh, the Republican race in Nevada to none of the above. Yeah, look, let's get let's get a full update on that before we continue this uh, th- this conversation. Nikki Haley suffered an embarrassing and rather unusual loss in the Nevada primary. None of the um, above. None of the above. That's how Las Vegas resident Kurt Maurer and the majority of Nevada Republican voters cast their ballots in Tuesday's Nevada primary, which is symbolic and doesn't award any delegates needed to win the GOP nomination. Maurer explains why he voted none of the above. I know who I'm going to vote for. I'm voting for Trump. Former President Donald Trump was not on the ballot in Tuesday's primary, but instead is focusing on Thursday's caucuses. Maurer says he'll be there. For the Nevada Democrats, President Joe Biden won their primary. I'm Donna Water. Yeah, uh, Chunky, it really is embarrassing. I mean, Trump wasn't wasn't there, but I mean, you, you couldn't vote for anybody. You, you went for none of the above. Uh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, and I saw, yeah, what Biden won in South Carolina with 96% of the vote. I don't know. They got a couple of people running against them, but clearly they should, yeah. they should probably get out. But I guess Haley's just waiting to see if Trump either, you know, gets indicted. Well, he's already been indicted. If he goes, to, if he goes to jail, I mean, I know the Supreme Court he claimed he wanted, he wanted to be immune for anything he does to her. And they said, no immunity for you. Yeah, I, 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 I know. And, you know, those who want immunity for Trump, uh, that would set a precedent for immunity for all presidents. What about all those Republicans who want to put Joe Biden in jail? I mean, they wouldn't be able to do it. I saw all the stuff that, that's coming up that they're bringing up about Joe Biden. They, they, they wouldn't be able to put him in jail. Now, uh, Florida Republicans, um, you know, really don't want voters uh, to weigh in on abortion because they know what's going to happen. 
and they're trying to prevent them from having a vote on it, um, like what happened in Kansas, Ohio, and other red states. Florida's attorney general is expected to ask the state Supreme Court to keep an abortion rights measure off November's ballot, saying it misleads voters and could be used to expand abortion rights in the future. Proponents of the proposed amendment say the language is clear and concise and that attorney general Ashley Moody is playing politics instead of letting voters decide whether to protect access to abortions. The proposed amendment would allow abortions to remain legal until the fetus is viable. I'm Shelley Adler. You know, here's what I find so interesting. Just a, a very quick history here. All right, so Republicans rejoice. Not all, but in general, Republicans, are, especially the right-wing radicals, they are rejoicing when the, the Supreme Court basically um, basically uh, dissolved Roe v. Wade and abortions were illegal in America. And when they, when they started experiencing the backlash, when Americans started to speak out, even Republicans say, no, this is not good. You know, we support abortion rights. Well, then these right-wing radical Republicans said, well, no, it's really, no, the Supreme Court didn't get rid of abortion. They just turned it over to the states. And then the shocker, voters in Kansas, the red state of Kansas, were the first ones to go to the polls and vote in favor of abortion rights. So now what do you do? Now they're trying to block it from even being on the ballot because they know how even Republicans are going to vote on this. America supports abortion rights. Now, I'm not alone. I am pro-life and pro-choice. I don't like the idea of abortion, but I don't like the idea of not offering that choice, obviously, up to a certain point. But Republicans, they, they... they, the right-wing radicals, they couldn't figure this out. And, and I, you know, I, one of the things that I brought up early on was, well, if you're leaving it up to the states, are you telling me that since you consider that to be murdering a child, it's okay to murder a child in another state? What if another state votes for abortion rights? That's okay? You just go to another state and, and murder a child there? So it, 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 there's nothing but hypocrisy in, involved here. And Jeff Landry, when he was Attorney General of Louisiana, our new governor, he wants to track women who, who go to other states to have an abortion. He wants to track them. Governor, I thought Republicans said the whole big thing was leave it up to the states. Why are you people so shocked that states are supporting abortion rights? So really a fascinating, a fascinating time. And this is why I remind you that there are a lot of moderate Republicans. There are a lot of radical moderates like me. There are a lot of moderate Democrats and a lot of moderate Republicans, and the right-wing radicals don't like them because they want to define the Republican Party as a white right-wing radical party. So we'll have to see what happens. All right, so um, what about your job? So do you feel like you experience discrimination because you're over 50? And if you do, I mean, sometimes you just have to get to the point where you just you, you can't continue. And if you're an older worker, you know, you you got to adapt. You know, you can't just, well, this is the way we used to do it, and this is the way I'm going to do it. You know, no. Man, look, if you're, if you're older, man, learn from younger generations, because that's how you stay viable in this world. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. Remember this song? The song is titled, uh, Why You See a Chance. 
On this day in 1981, this was Steve Winwood's first solo hit, debuting on the charts. Steve Winwood was with the Spencer Davis Group, and a lot of people thought he was was black. He was in that in the band, the Spencer Davis Group, as a teenager. And this was his first solo hit. He went on to have many songs after this, but this is the day in 1981 he had his first um, solo hit. I'm Scoot on the air. Glad you're with us on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Let's go to Mid-City. Jeff, welcome to our show. Hey, Scoot. Good to talk to you again. Hey, Jeff. Uh, First of all, as I told Ian, today is my birthday, meaning the Saints won the Super Bowl on my birthday. Wow, that was special. Yeah, it sure was. Happy birthday. Um, Thank you. I might add, I am 74 today. I'm still working. Cool. I got. I already sent a text in, but I decided to call. Um, I got this position when I was 62, and they mm-hmm. were glad to hire me. Um, I've got nothing but the utmost respect for, well, the job I do, but also because of my age. I have a lot of the young, the young kids come to me for advice. Really? The That's girls cool. keep running to me for advice on boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> and I still get raises. And um, I'm very lucky to have this company. I'm sure it's different otherwise, but um, they respect age here. That's really and, that's really cool. But do you do you find that you, you learn things from the, the younger workers? Uh, only about pop culture, because I'm the hmm. one they come to for technical advice. Wow. I've always been really good with all that. That's interesting. And, um, I, I would yeah, need the, help with The owner laughs about it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, they come in and the computer screen doesn't look right, and they go, Jeffrey, fix my computer screen for me. Man, that, that's a, this, is, like, a, this wow, is a, a great story. And I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's, it's working for you. And I know there's situations where older workers are respected and, uh, and do a great job. But I, I, I do understand the, the, the survey that um, a lot of people feel like uh, they're, they're, they're too old or they're not treated the, the same because they are, because they are older. I think it's changing because I know my dad went through that. My dad was actually released back in the, you know, when he, years ago, um, because he wasn't even near retirement, but that he was just too old, they said. Yeah. And he was an engineer. He knew what he was doing. So I think it's changing a little, but I just wanted to tell you my story. Well, I appreciate um, that. And, uh, and Jeff, very happy birthday. Thank you. I right, appreciate you. the call. All right, let's go to Jimmy and Greta. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Scoot. Hey, man, two things. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the parade tonight. Crew and Knicks, I really enjoy their throws. Great parade. Uh, I like that parade. I like uh, Zulu. I know everybody gets up excited about Endymion and Toth and uh, Tux. Those are great ones. But I like Knicks and I like Zulu. Those are my two favorites just because they throw unusual stuff. Yeah. But look, it's Matt Hatters is number three, right? And, and look, let me paint a picture for the listeners I was there Sunday, and I saw a scoot. I was hollering at him. I had my four-year-old in my arm. So just think about this. I mean, the Saints might want to give you a tryout, scoot, because um, for the listeners, I was on the move. The float was moving fast. For some reason, Matt Hatters, all the drivers, they're hauling butt. Anyway, scoot, I holler at scoot. I said, scoot, it's me. It's Jimmy. I got my four-year-old in my arm. I got my seven-year-old behind me. We're chasing the float down. Scoot pulls out a shirt, a Scoot on the Air shirt. It's kind of in the shape of a football here. He tosses a perfect spiral. Now, keep in mind, the float's moving. The float is moving to the audience. 
listen to this, okay? I don't think Derek Carr could even do this. All right? Now, Scoot's moving at 10 miles an hour. I got one kid on my arm. I got one open hand. He puts it on a dime in my open hand while I'm moving and while he's moving. So, yeah, you got to, again, another reason to talk to Gail Benson and, and work something out, get, get, get a trial with the team. And, I appreciate it, Scoot. Thank you uh, for Jimmy, I'm, saving that look, shirt. I'm glad you got it. And you know what? Your kids are adorable, and I, I, I appreciate that. All right. Uh, we've still got a lot to cover this afternoon. And, yes, parades are rolling tonight. And Nick's rolls at 7, and that's going to be right behind the crew of Druids rolling at 615. All right, we'll go to break with Big Al and the heavyweights. This is a Mardi Gras edition that they've uh, given us. I'm Scoot. We're coming back on WWL. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture Calendar. On this day in 1959, Kenner native Lloyd Price hit number one on the Billboard charts with this song, Stagger Lee. All right, Gen Z is twice as likely to get high and drive. Is that, is, is, is that a surprise to, to anybody? The study comes from Colorado. They were the first state to legalize the recreational use of marijuana. And Gen Z, according to this uh, survey, is more than twice as likely to, to drive high. I know that's kind of a, a dangerous thing. I, I, I'm not uh, proud to say it, but a long time ago, I, yeah, I, I did that. Not good. I'm Scoot. We'll talk about that coming up in the next hour on WWL.